you are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCVP. All right. Finally, it's another edition of the WCV podcast presented or a part of the Hockey Podcast Network presented by DraftKings. It's Jerem. It's Tanner. We have been trying to get this episode recorded for two (laughs) days now. And we went through, Tanner went through pretty much every reset, upgrade, (laughs) re-download in the book. And it finally is working. Yeah, now we got like a stable internet connection for this. <laughs> I don't know how it changes from one week to another, but you know, yeah. sometimes you just gotta update a router. And I, <laughs> I didn't I've, know never, that. I've never heard of that, but I also am not a tech guy, so yeah. So but what's up? What's up, bud? How are you, how are you, how are you doing? Besides, I'm feeling all that. jazz, man. Yeah, feeling real jazz. Got you know, got playoffs. We're we're deep. We got some good matchups. Fucking wild matchups. <laughs> like. Man, internet's working. Internet's working. It's summer. It's beautiful out. We are happy. We got hockey. We have some news about Arizona to talk about. We have nothing to talk about the Blackhawks, though. So Uh, Yeah, there's literally nothing. No, I mean, okay, I brought this before, and okay, I'm going to bring this up again. What point does it start getting a little concerning that we're not hearing anything about coaches' interviews or anything like that? Do you think it's like till the end of the playoffs till Stanley Cup's awarded? Do you think, cause I mean, you have teams already like Vegas is talking with, uh, I don't know. Vegas is interviewed. They've, they've shortlisted a couple guys. Um, Barry Trotz yeah. has talked to a couple teams. Yeah. Uh, Tortorella, Tortorella has apparently Possibly talked to, to, Philly. The, to Philly, which yeah. is hilarious. How pissed off do you think Cam Atkinson is? Gets out of. Gets away from gets away from him now. He signs a big ticket with Philly, and then they're gonna bring him in. Uh, I mean, <laughs> let's see what Cam Atkinson's looking at. Did he even sign like a deal or anything? I thought he signed when he got traded. Uh, he has he a he has three years left. Um, at five point eight seven five, modified no trade clause. Uh, did he sign that when he got to Philly, or is that? Oh no, that's his current deal. Is his current one okay? Yeah. Um, um maybe he'll be, but maybe. It'll, a little uh, Johnny Hockey coming to Philly, home to Philly will make him feel a little bit better about that. Maybe, but Johnny Hockey's not exactly a Tortorella player. Right. So I just, I don't know. I don't think Tortorella's a NHL coach anymore. Like, I just, I don't see it working. Grit. I mean, I could see Sean Couturier thriving. Yeah. He, he's a pretty goddamn good centerman. But, um, all right, so, yeah, original question. Are you concerned at all? Like, when do you start kind of oh, being like, yeah. oh, what's going on here? Like, what? Let's get a little update here. Um, no, <laughs> just no. Just note everything. I oh, think, okay. I think, I think the focus, I would, I would hope, is them on scouting because they don't have a first round pick, so you're gonna really want to scout as hard as you can, and or it'll just like go through like a lot of video and like you want to drill these like second round picks that you for sure have. And I'm, I don't know, like there's, there's going to be coaches. I don't think that we're going to get one of the top coaches. We wouldn't get like trots or somebody unless he like really felt like coming to a rebuilding team. I think we're going to end up getting somebody that's not so proven. That's going to, or is they're just going to stick with Derek King. That's which, the more, the more I think about it, I I'm kind of okay with Derek King second yeah. round for just do a one-year deal kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's basically we know what it is. The team's not going to be winning. 
it's it's kind of developed the young guys. I, I would hope that they get somebody that is really good at that. Unless there's like some game plan where Kyle Davidson sees like potentially available players that you would like to be a part of this team that but still focus on the rebuild that maybe a certain coach can, you know, bring them in and be like, hey, listen, it's gonna be bad this year. But if you come with us, sign with us, you know, stick with it. We got this coach coming in. We got here's the plan. Let's go kind of thing. That's the only reason I can see them maybe shooting. But I don't think there's anybody really worth it at this time for them. I yeah. think they I think they just need to focus on losing. Yeah, which is much. weird to say, but three that first next year. Let's go. Yeah, I uh, I think I think the draft is July 7th, I believe. So about a month away. So I hope there's a coach by then um, before the draft. Definitely for sure before free agency. Just at least some news. news. Yeah. So, um, all right. So that was all for hot stock. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's get into some NHL talk here. The first kind of has been the long saga story for the past couple of years is Arizona not being mm. able to lock down a stadium cannot get a city to approve them building a new stadium that the huge joke in the league that they're playing at Arizona state's stadium for the next three seasons at or two seasons, at least three, possibly three. Um, they sat with the, uh, the city council of Tempe, Arizona and pretty much pitched, made their pitch to why they should be allowed to build their stadium in the city. Um, it's really interesting. I so I've only seen like the main I've only seen the main highlights. I didn't get to watch like the actual pitch and everything that was being said and all that, but yeah. Here are some of the main highlights here. Let me pull up these tweets just cuz I want to make sure I have it right. Um Angel Commissioner Gary Batman says he endorses the Coyotes plan for the new arena without reservation and if if approved they will have signed they will have to sign a document saying that they are not allowed to move. When looking into that, if the stadium gets built, the Coyotes will be locked into the area for 30 years. No relocation yeah, for 30 years. Yeah. That, to me, I think seeing the Coyotes' history with, like, you know, fan base and all that kind of stuff might get the no vote from the city council. <laughs> they were also – Gary Bettman also said that – They've been there for how many years at this point? Like 30 years? 96? Yeah, okay. 26? Yeah. Just about 30 years? 30 years, but how, like, all the issues they've been having in those 26 years. Like, I just, that's a huge, huge investment. So it's like, what happens if that ends up failing? Which, like, you keep fucking the escrow, you keep screwing up revenue sharing across the league because you're stuck now for 30 years in a market that potentially doesn't want you. What if we, what if they just said, Arizona doesn't have to follow the salary cap. <laughs> Still don't think that does anything. <laughs> yeah. Let's just um, go out and sign every top free agent. It's just like playing NHL 22 without the salary cap on. Yeah. If the Coyotes are able to eventually get the deal done to build a new arena, um, I was just told this is uh, Kirsten Susel. Susel. S-U-S-E-L. She's been tw- she was live tweeting this or was at the event or council hearing. Um, I was just told the league was also guaranteed an NHL draft and all-star game for the city. Oh, nice. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. Oh, I would, I would think that 
you're fucking gun Every ho. city should get one. Yeah, if you're fucking gun ho on sick at staying in Arizona, which is a nice tourist area, you might as well fucking put the All Star game there. Yeah. The other Wait. some other interesting little tidbits that came out about this is that um, they keep saying that the city will not be paying for the building of any real estate, arena, hotel, entertainment district, etc. It'll all be done with private money. So that's all coming out of, I'm assuming, the owners or whatever kind of group they have to, to fund this. Whatever investment group. Yeah. And last other big thing here is that the owner of the uh, the Coyotes, Alex Murillo. Yeah. Yeah. Will get $40 million in cash of non-refundable money to help clean up the trash site where the arena would be built to begin development even before the deal is 100% pr- approved. So he's gonna get forty million, 40 million to dollars do trash cleanup. Yeah, to get this area ready for development. So they could essentially just take a forty million, thanks, clean it up, and do whatever the hell they were originally gonna do with that area. What the fuck? <laughs> so, so clearly weird. they're going all out to try to make this happen. I still personally don't understand. Like, why the NHL is trying so hard to keep this going in Arizona? I don't, like, I, I do and I don't. I think because it's, I mean, it is like a major market for sports. They just want to, I don't know. They just, that team just needs success at some point, but they keep, like, fucking shit up. So another account on Twitter I saw talking about Stu Cohen. He tweeted out about 14,563 fans in Quebec City tonight for a junior hockey game. Meanwhile, the NHL's Arizona Coyotes will play in a 5,000-seat arena next season. Somehow this makes sense to Gary Bettman. I mean, it's just, like, not their actual home arena. Right. Uh, Like, they're, they're working on it. I don't know what to fucking tell you, man. Like so clearly, yeah. So clearly, I mean, this is it's interesting. It's just really, really interesting. Like, I think it'd be like I I want them to stay, especially now they yeah. got the Kachina back. I would love for them to stay. I mean, we're talking Kachina. about like arena issues. Like the Islanders have been going through arena issues for the past like few years. Like it's I'm luckily enough, they didn't have to be like relegated to like a fucking college arena because there's enough like going on in New York to be able to do right. that, but it's like trying to make it work and i i I think it's a good place to be the situation is not great (laughs) but like where do you go if you're not in arizona like you want to keep the teams in the west like even you want it to be a i guess it could be a central team still but like you go like a second texas team right houston the main two teams or cities that would probably be make most sense for relocation is Houston for keeping the Western Conference and Quebec because, you know, it's Quebec. Yeah. Albuquerque. (laughs) It's okay. We have a minor league baseball team. Right in your backyard. Yeah. But, yeah, I just – I think it's really interesting to see. Like, I don't know when they are actually going to be voting – on this yeah. to see what happens of it. And it's not even like, they're not even voting on if it's going to happen. It's just, if they 
can start developing, like negotiating, developing, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. But that also brings the question that if this falls through, how yes. soon does the does the relocation talk? Because I mean, this I think is their last. Oh yeah, like what's like what is this? What is the alternative? Like if it doesn't happen. So do they play two years in ASU and then see ya? Hit up Quebec or Houston or whatever city can get a arena done faster. I guess. <laughs> I I don't want them to move because I it's like one of the closer teams to me, and I think their tickets would be a little bit cheaper than Colorado. Yeah, so, um, I would go there. It is definitely going to be interesting to see. I'm very curious on when they are going to actually vote on this. I'm trying to look up really quick. Oh, is it not? I mean, is it going to be soon? That's what I'm trying to see. It's going to be like, you got to hear all the sides. Yeah, because then they had um, the main thing, people that are against it is Sky Harbor Airport. Okay. Who is saying basically, what was it here? It's like such a weird conundrum. <laughs> yeah, where is their argument? Like, um, Rats for Sky Harbor making a case that the Coyotes building an arena um, for reasons due to flight path slash noise imp- uh, impacting residents. Um, the FAA, FAA does not support residential development within the areas experiencing aviation-related noise levels of day-slash-night averages sound level uh, 65 decibel or greater. FAA's approval of remedial noise migration measures are limited to existing non-compliant development. Um, since Tempe has the authority over the proposed TED project, the FAA strongly encourages the city of Tempe to ensure uh, compatible land use for its citizen Ooh. and interested stakeholder as well as those neighboring jurisdictions. So basically, it's going to fuck up whatever they want to do with their airport. Yeah, whatever. The The renderings of the new proposed stadium look pretty goddamn cool, though. Right? Yeah. I, I just, I mean, I just want it to work. <laughs> There's a lot to do there, you know? Just start being good, Arizona. Then you can fucking get a little more pull. You have to trade for Austin Matthews, and this would be a no-brainer. Yeah, but what do you give up? Four four firsts? Yeah. You have three firsts this year. (laughs) Yeah. Except that's not going to happen. I don't think they – I don't think Toronto ever moves Austin Matthews. Give us Austin Matthews. You can give us every single worst contract that you have on your books. Yeah, we'll give you yeah. the and they'll and they'll give them the rights to Phil Kessel back. Oh, yeah, that's that's a good one. No, Kessel for Matthews. I think that's fair. Yeah, just the Toronto's rights to sign. The rights to sign. Toronto's <laughs> coming up like a fucking bandit in that trade. Just yeah. a, a one for one, not even yeah. graphics allowed. No, I don't know. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm sure we're gonna have more news on this as the days go on and all that so um like i said i i want them to stay because i really like the kachina jersey and i want that to be around for much longer 
Yeah, you can't get the Kachina jersey if you're in Quebec City. I don't think that's how it works. Although the Nordiques jersey coming back would be sick. I don't really give a shit about the Nordiques jersey, to be honest. Yeah, like, yeah. Because, I don't know. It's, I guess, so. It, it's, I never thought it was, like, that cool. It's just it's a classic. Yeah, I like, classic jerseys are, are pretty dope, but, like, I don't know. Like, I think it looks great as a classic. It wasn't, like, over overdone. It wasn't, like, in your face. It was just very simple, simple minimalist logo. I yeah, the, I mean, good. the logo looks like a fucking elephant. Maybe that's why I like it. I don't know. <laughs> you like thick chicks. Got it. <laughs> Just ignore <laughs> the elephant on my arm. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, yeah, that's pretty much there. What's going on there in Arizona? We will, if anything changes while we're recording, we'll talk about it. But, um, what we tried doing yesterday when we were having issues recording, we tried to just at least do our predictions for the conference finals, and that was was miserable. So I tweeted or tweeted and posted on Instagram the little um, graphics of who we picked. Um, I guess we'll talk really quick, just kind of explain what we were saying. Um, I'm kind of glad what I said yesterday didn't come in effect because New York just fucking proved me wrong yesterday. Um, I don't remember what we said. <laughs> so um, let's start with the Western Conference then here. Uh, we got Colorado oh, yeah. versus the Edmonton Oilers. We both took Colorado. I took them in five. You took them in six. Oh, yeah. What were you thinking when you made your choice? Um, I just didn't think McDavid would go down in, like, I, they, I think they're going to win at least two just because purely off of McDavid. Um, and now – after game one and not having Kemper, uh, like Francou, Francou, Francois, uh, Frankie, <laughs> he's a. Uh, I mean, he's playing good. They just finished the first period of the second second game. Um, he's not a bad goalie, but like having Kemper definitely helps out a lot more. But the on the other the other side, you know, it's still Mike Smith and. I, he might just trip over his skates the entire game. You never fucking know. Like, yeah, you never know. Mike Smith, you can either have the, the guy that lets in a goal from the opposite blue line, or you have a guy that just stands on his head. Like it's Yeah, or he goes behind the net and kicks the puck out in front, and uh, you get a nice, easy tap in. It's so funny. No, like the two, Yeah, up. it's so funny. Like the difference is between the two series in net. Oh, yeah. Like you got – the Western Conference, it's like literally, I think you put puck on that, there's a good chance it's going in. Where in the Eastern Conference, you have two of the top elite goaltenders. Yeah. Uh, despite what the, the first best in the league at this point. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the way I see this series going, it's it's Connor McDavid versus the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. And originally I was saying, like, thank God for Darcy Kemper. That is the only reason why they have a chance because I'm not sold on Darcy Kemper as the goalie. Like, I feel like this is going to go down. If Colorado comes out with a Stanley Cup and Darcy Kemper, like, comes back and he's able to play, this is going to go down into uh, it doesn't matter who you have in net as long as the team in front of you is good. Yeah. Because Kemper is not good. See, here's the crazy thing is Kemper came from Arizona. <laughs> And for whatever reason, and I think I know the reason, is because 
Arizona goalies get fucking shelled on a regular basis. They actually tend to look pretty goddamn good by the end of the season because they're so fucking used to getting like close to 50 shots against that like <laughs> facing 30 shots in, in certain games, they look like they're standing on their head. Well, and then they get and play with a team that lets up like only lets up like good chances. And you're like, fuck, like they look kind of pedestrian in comparison to like what they did on Arizona. Was that in the bubble when Colorado played Arizona yep. and Colorado put like 60 shots or something on Kemper and he only let in like one or two? Yeah, he stole a game. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, but yeah, I, and then the same happened when they used to have Brisgalov. And then did they, did they have, no, they didn't have Dubnik, did they? No, Nashville had Dubnik. Um, they had Mike Smith. They did have Mike Smith. You led them to a conference final. That was the whole Smith flopping with Shaw in the playoffs. Dude, this also just to bring up this like 8K camera that they did this again. So this face off is crazy. I didn't know. I didn't know that they did that. Are they bringing them for everybody, or is it just when McKinnon and McDavid are facing off against each other? Oh, uh, no, that's I the case. Kadri. That's really Kadri cool. earlier. <laughs> yeah, like I, I've been like kind of able to pay attention to the games. I haven't fully watched like all of them i don't know if they've been doing this doing the whole playoffs but i haven't noticed it until now but like anytime there's a face-off in the corners like they have this camera that's like an 8k camera that they show sometimes like they're not going to show it like every time but it just like it looks insane it's cool as fuck and i like it <laughs> yeah we were um, saying before we record like it's going to be insane when that's the standard for tv when like, yeah like, main camera is going to be like that that's, oh man um but yeah like it's I think Arizona really highlights goalies because the goalies need to play really well in order to get wins. They face a lot of shots. It's, it's weird. (laughs) And I think the Hawks might have something like that next year, but I don't think we have the goalies to prove it. Oh, no, we are going to be let up a lot of goals. Like I am thinking we're going to be flirting with uh, most goals allowed in a single season category right now unless they do something major Mrazic Mrazic's coming to Chicago <laughs> you're here first I just I fucking I have a feeling I said it funny, a few times before too I, just, I still I, I still think it's gonna happen Toronto's gonna need to move salary Mrazic's not their number one like a they fucking they're gonna need to shed salary and we're gonna be able to take advantage unless somehow like goes to arizona baby i don't know i so i edit the leaf sky podcast i'm gonna i think i'm gonna reach out to him and ask him james taddy about mirazic if they're actively thinking he's he's gonna actively be moved and see he's got a a modified no trade clause and like two to three years left at like four mil and he was their backup i'm curious what so him being a, a a Leafs insider, I'm curious to see what he thinks it's going to take for Toronto. Oh, to he's win. got two years left at 3.8. It's Sorry. two years? Two years at 3.8. I thought he signed a two-year deal. Mm, no, he signed a three-year deal. Oh, fuck. I don't want him now. There's two thought, years left at 3.8? I thought it was a one-year thing. Nah, man. I, I, would, I would still take that. 3.8. Okay, now I want the first like one. Like a first? I, yeah, now I want a first round pick for that. Yeah. But I don't even think they have a first round pick. They do. Next year. Yeah, they do. They do next they have, year. They have their next three first first round picks. 
What am I thinking of? I don't know. Uh, they don't have I'm, like they have three picks. Year. They have three picks in yeah. this draft, and it's first, third, and seventh. Yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I just so, think so. Back to the Western Conference final. Yeah, honestly, um, I don't even know how we got tailed off so hard on that. We started talking about goalies. Yeah. Um, and I just. Oh yeah. I just right don't. I don't see Edmonton being able to stay stay with with Colorado. Like Colorado is just too much of a complete team compared to the Oilers. Yeah, and I th- one of the things that hurts them is like Sam Gerrard being out because they they probably do have one of the best offensive cores in the league. Yeah. Um. But either way, like you still have what they had three or four. I don't know because Landis Cog was hurt for like the last part of the season. So I don't know if he reached 90 points, but like Kadri, Rontanen, McKinnon, and then Landis Cog, if he was healthy, were all probably like 90 plus point players. Like that's so many threats. Yeah. And that's just, that's just in the forwards because you still have Kale McCarr on the blue line. McCarr has been like, unreal. That's, it's crazy. That gold. Uh, so also, what do you think about <laughs> Everybody's like, what do you think about the, the Kale McCarr goal in the game one? The right call. Yeah. I mean, did he mean to do it? Probably not. It doesn't look like it. I think it's just natural motion. But did he touch it? No. No, he. It, and it's a weird yeah. call, but like that's the that's the thing that you can do as long as you're not touching it. If you're not looking the at the rules, yeah, that's a clear cut onside play. He wasn't oh, over yeah. the blue. He didn't touch it until I forgot who that was on the board was out. It was uh, Nichuskin. Nichuskin. Yeah, like it's, I don't understand why people are like, that's a horseshit call and all this kind of stuff. Because they probably want Edmonton to win. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings same game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at even bigger payouts. Said that really weird. Sorry, boys. Uh, DraftKings is safe and secure and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age requirement. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but also, what a fucking snipe afterwards, though. Jesus God. Christ. He's Dude, so him, good. It's not fair. He's so <laughs> good. And isn't yeah. he signed pretty cheap, too? No, 9.5. Oh, so, let's go. Kadri, baby. Kadri not being suspended in the playoffs, man. He's a, he's a pretty big player for him. How long until you get start seeing the, uh, like Kadri and Evander King get into it? I kind of feel like those are two, like, you know, those, like, pest type of guys. Yeah, but I I, has Kadri really gotten into it with anybody besides, like, the people trying to go after him after Bennington getting hurt? (laughs) Oh, should we talk about that, too, really quick? Oh, yeah. Bennington's response to his explanation that it was a God-given opportunity to throw his water bottle at 
Kadri. Yeah, what a fucking clown. And he fucking said it like to like he was oh man I'm gonna turn so many people onto my side here. Like he just a trash trash player. I hope Again, I it's... hope that team just like fails. Oh Jesus! What? Sorry, Colorado's <laughs> on fire right now. Mike Smith. It, this is what happens. Mike Smith just crumbles. But like this is like I, Edmonton doesn't have a chance. They I don't understand why they. They decide to not put a team around the best player in the league. They just force McDavid to do it himself. And also Edmonton fans that are just like, oh, Smitty's the fucking man. Like, no, dude. Like, Smith is not good. How many times has he been pulled this playoffs? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, what a shot. Yeah, dude. I, I just, yeah. Even just seeing this, I don't think there's a way that Colorado loses this series. Oh my god, and he signed for one more year. <laughs> yeah, I think Koskinen's up though. Yeah, Koskinen's up. And then it's always it's always in the off season like Edmonton needs a goalie, and then they're gonna go out and sign like Braden Holby or something like that. We're gonna pick up Mrazek. They're gonna either no, they're not gonna pick up Mrazek. They'll get like uh, Anton Hudobin. They'll trade for him. They'll trade. They'll trade. They'll trade. They'll trade. They'll trade Dallas for the signing rights of Jack Campbell, Braden Holby. They'll trade for Hugh Dobin, and then they'll also just trade for the cap space of Ben Bishop. So just so they can say they have all those guys. It's always. It's that's what's gonna be. It's gonna be. Oh man, like what's Edmonton gonna do in goal? And they're not gonna fucking do anything. And they're gonna be like, they should. should, Jack Campbell. I don't know, man. Jack Campbell's. He he's definitely too nice to say no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what this team's gonna do. Like, oh man, I think I think is it? Did Darnell Nurse? Nope, his contract kicks in next year at nine point two five. Yep, one more year of Keith at five and a half. I Darnell Nurse is gonna be making more money than Dr- uh, Leon Drysidle. Tyson Barry for two two more years at four and a half. Cody Cece for three more years. They're going to have $7 million in cap space. And yeah. they have a lot of things to, a lot of people to sign. Like, ooh, Yamamoto and Pugliarvi. And Evander Kane if they wanted to keep them. But what? What are you going to, like Edmonton, what are you going to do? You don't have a goalie. You have... I don't know, man. Your D's shit, let's be honest. Yeah. You're relying on Cody CC and Duncan Keith. Ugh. Tyson Berry, Evan Bouchard. Like Cody who plays who, only who plays years old? Who plays actual defense on that team? Just Darnell Nurse. Chris Russell blocks shots, but guess what? His contract's up after this year. Isn't he like injured too? Yeah, he's always hurt. He's blocking so many shots. Oh, I'm thinking of Clef Bomb. Yeah. He like a, he's in he, Seattle. Yeah, he he's on Seattle. Clef Bomb? Yeah. He's on their LTIR. Oh, who wait, wait, wait. Who did Seattle take from Edmonton? Oh my god, why can't I think of it? Why did there's another one? Oh, it's another one. Let's go. Fuck you, Mike Smith. Where the fuck's Seattle? Um, 
Oh, they took Adam Larson. That's right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'm getting I'm getting Larson and Clefbaum mixed up. Okay. Because they thought they were, they thought that they were gonna take Clefbaum just so they can just toss him on the IR. They thought they were gonna make a deal with him, yeah. like with them, and then they going like, nope, we're gonna sign Larson. Well, I mean, as we're talking about this team, they've literally given up three goals <laughs> since we started talking about it. Uh, yeah, it's, they're, they're just going to be so so overpowered. All right. Well, the unders hitting so far, so they can stop scoring, and let's finish a three nothing game, so I can win my little bet here. I, you know, what would be kind of funny is, uh, I think last time we recorded it was Edmonton and Calgary, and I was like, Calgary's up one nothing, but you never know; they could end up losing this game. They fucking went up and lost the game. So, I mean, what? I don't even know what the, how the what the score was to start the game last time. But and it's six eight, like that shit could still happen. So by the three time you listen to this, you'll, two minutes and four seconds, it might end up three nothing. It might end up fucking nine to seven. Who knows? Do you want to move on and talk about the Eastern Conference? Yeah, might as well. Um, so yeah, that's the main thing right there. It's Colorado series. I think I don't think there's anything Edmonton can do. Uh, McDavid's probably gonna steal you a game or two, but that's about it. Um, yeah. The other series, which kicked off last night in New York or two nights ago in New York, was the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers. You have the defending, defending Stanley Cup champions coming in on eight days rest against the I don't back know. to back. Oh, you said back to back Stanley Cup champions against the defending, Rangers. Defending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, against the New York Rangers, who honestly probably just happy to be there type of thing. Like nobody saw that. I mentioned this yesterday that when we were trying to record that you did pick New York. If there was ever going to be like a, like a lawn shot to make some noise, you did pick New York Rangers. So good on yeah. you. Yeah, man. Uh, but, it wasn't looking good in the first round, but damn. Yeah. So this had all the making of a Tampa Bay slaughter for game one. Yeah. And Which also I didn't, I didn't think he was going to be at MSG. For like the longest time, you literally said it last episode. Oh, did I? Yeah, because I, I, I was said it was going to be at MSG. Yeah, because I was trying to figure out who I was like, oh, who who's home and who's away, and you said whoever wins against New York, Carolina, because oh, that's right, Carolina finished that. first, New York was second, and then Weird. Tampa was third in their forgot. division. I completely forgot it. Well, it's it's not that they were third in their division. They Actually, both teams finished with 110 points. It's just the Rangers finished with more regulation wins. Oh, all right, well. Crazy. <laughs> um, but, but sometimes yeah. they get things right and forget. <laughs> so um, we both took Tampa Bay. I'm taking them in six. You're taking them in seven. Yeah. I thought me saying six was a little bit of a stretch, but after game one, um, I'm feeling a little bit better about that. I, here's the thing, though. like They would have to win back-to-back games to beat Tampa in seven games. No, 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 no. They'd have to win back-to-back games to beat Tampa in six games. They can do it in seven, but I don't know. Nobody's beat Tampa back-to-back, so... Do you th- is it possible? Are they going to do a game two? But I just didn't. Everybody was thinking like, oh, like they haven't played a real tough like goalie like the entire playoffs. 
And I was like, yeah, man, that's going to be fucking real tough. Could go from Auntie Ron to Kachekov. I uh, mostly Louis Deming, a little bit of Casey DeSmith, and a little taste of Tristan Jari to going to Vasilevsky, who's just been playing out of his mind. But I mean, I guess the the too long of rest did kind of hurt Tampa, you know? Yeah, going into oh fuck, where was it? You text too much on a group chat. Yeah. Um. Okay, so. Going into game one, Vasilevsky could have been the fourth goaltender in NHL history allowed one goal or fewer in six straight postseason games. That right there is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Then you look at Igor, who with the going into game one, he had six straight home wins in the playoffs. And if he did, which he did, won seven in a row, was the first goal to do that since 2014, Corey Crawford. Ooh, which cool. is also ridiculous. And yeah. speaking of ridiculous goalie stats, let me pull up Igor's last three games. Yeah. Carolina. Yeah. He wins two goals against 39 saves or 39 shots against for 37 saves and nine, four, nine save percentage. Carolina. Yes. Two goals against 39 save shots. This is game seven now. Yeah. Game <laughs> seven, 39 shots faced. 37 saves for a 9.49 save percentage. Game one against Tampa Bay Lightning, the defending, defending Stanley Cup champions. Guess where we're going with this? Yeah. Two goals against, 39 shots faced, 37 saves for a 9.49 save percentage. Consistency. This kid is what it's all about. Reek, man. I mean, it. that's what the best part is, is the goaltending matchup is going to be just out of this world for this one. It's it's literally the opposite of what's going on in the Western Conference. Even though the score doesn't reflect it, like, like you don't get two games of like three plus goals at least against Vasilevsky in the play in the playoffs. What's insane though, too, about this though is it could be like this, like the Western Conference, except the first game ended six to two, which I could have totally see that being a final score of the series. I just think that Tampa Bay is the team that's more capable of doing that. Yeah. Because, I mean, look at Tampa Bay's team is just ridiculous. Stamkos, I don't know if you saw his his one-timer goal uh, in the first. I think it was goal, the second goal of the game. Dude, holy shit. What a fucking snipe that guy has. Like, and yeah. it's insane, too, that people were counting Stamkos out, saying, like, oh, are they going to move on from him? And, like, is he done? All this kind of stuff. And. He's coming up this year and just having a fucking insane season. Yeah. He's still really goddamn good. God, he's so good. Oh, and it it's also really funny that uh what did the Rangers scored like three in the second or something like that? Um, let me pull it up really quick here. Either way, in they scored more goals in one game than Florida scored in four. <laughs> they did it pre or they I mean they scored more goals in like two and a half periods and Florida scored in four. So, yeah. So the Rangers score six goals on Tampa Bay in game one, Florida Panthers scored three goals in four games against Tampa. They scored. Yeah. Three goals in the second one, three, two. Um, none of them were empty netters. Answer your earlier question before we right. started recording. Um, Kreider. I mean, Rangers are just feeling it right now too, which is which is a scary thing. 
they had that big game seven momentum. So well. Like, yeah, I mean, that's you always kind of wonder like who's got the advantage, the team that got eight days rest or the team that has got the momentum of winning a game, a big game seven. And I yeah. feel like at least for game one, you got to go with the team that just won. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Especially when they're at home too. Like that's, that's yeah. you win game seven on the road. You come home to MSG, which is like that place. You know, people always say whenever the team's playing the Knicks and the Rangers are playing good, that is a, just a completely different, different atmosphere. Yeah. Of a building. A house is rocking. Like you got that. You got coming home there. You got the fans rocking. You got the chanting Igor's better at Veseleski. Like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I though honestly, I think I would bet the house on Tampa Bay for game two. Oh yeah, I, and I think I don't think there's any way that they score more than one. But I don't know, crazier things have happened. I think it might like be if a they scored six in the first game. Yeah, I think game two might be a massacre for Tampa. Like they are just going to fucking big brother's going to come in and tell little brother, "Fuck you." Here we go. Like, but I don't know. So I have. Yeah, so like I said, I had Tampa and six. You have Tampa and seven. We both got the Tampa Colorado Stanley Cup final, which at this point, it's the only. It's. I think it's kind of funny though too the similarities between the Rangers and Tampa. Like you each have like, I mean, the two of the best goalies in the league, which are both Russian guys. Yeah. You have two of the best wingers in the league, who are both Russian guys. <laughs> you have two first overall draft picks from Canada in, in Stamkos and uh, Lafreniere. It's just like okay. Ryan McDonough played for both teams. <laughs> this is true. Like, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities, and it would be really funny, and it would kind of suck if uh, the Rangers came became like the new Tampa Bay after like a few years. It's I mean, like, if you're Rangers, like if you're the Rangers and Rangers fans, you got to get excited with yeah. what you just said there, the similarities and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, it's laid out like they like the path for them to be Tampa Bay is there. Like you got the great support, like player, you got the role players out there kind of like, you know, finding their, their, their spot. Adam Fox is a headman type. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. True. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, I'm so jealous of the Rangers fans because of how they did the rebuild. Yeah. They got very lucky though, too. Right. Yeah. That is fair. It helps to accelerate the rebuild when you end up getting second overall and first overall and back-to-back drafts when you were not even close to the bottom of the league. You don't have a GM train away picks for for nothing for no reason. Yeah, like they didn't make that that uh, Jacob Truba trade and give away a first rounder. <laughs> oh my! Wait, did he have another? He had another hit that game one, right? Oh, Truba. Truba. He's been just killing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Watching an NHL 66, like in the comments on the side, yeah. somebody goes, oh, here comes Jacob in parenthesis, or here, or like, oh, another hit from Jacob in parenthesis, here comes Truba Truba. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nickname? Yeah, here his nickname Truba. is Here Comes Truba. So, Jacob, here comes Truba Truba. Oh, my God. I thought that was pretty funny, but, yeah, man, I just, in my opinion, it's fun, it's cool as it would see. New York Rangers in the final. I just, I think the Tampa Bay versus Colorado is yeah. a much more entertaining final and would make oh, yeah. a better series. 
It, it would definitely, I mean, two of the best teams, or I mean, the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions and one of the best teams in the league the last, like, few years actually getting a chance to go at it. Like, the, it's basically the final we should have probably had last year. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it's going to be nice. It's going to be really nice. And I, I just really hope that Edmonton doesn't pull it out because then Tampa is just going to win in four. <laughs> yeah. The condition, the condition for the key trade is Edmonton have to go to the final. Yeah. Fuck. That's right. It's only a second round pick. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's pretty much what's going on in the playoff right now. What are, what we're thinking, um, as I pulled up NHL.com too to look up game one, a couple things came to mind. You mentioned this before we started recording, uh, Daryl Suter wins yes. or Sutter. Was it Sutter? I, I don't, it's Sutter, but I always say Suter. Yeah, uh, I'm just so used to saying suitors, suitor, 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 suitor. Yeah, and then it's won, like, oh, yes, that one's Sutter. He won the Jack Adams Award, so congrats to him. Um, Montreal, Canadi- yeah, Montreal Canadiens and Martin St. Louis agreed to terms, so he will is now the officially the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. Yep. Um, at his presser, it was kind of funny. They were asked if any other teams, you know, showed interest, and he says, uh, my son's Bantam team uh, asked a little bit if I was going to coach in the NHL again or not, but <laughs> that's about it. I mean, I love St. Louis, and what he did with Cole Caulfield, I mean, I am really excited what he can do with the full season with him. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, the crazy – it was the, – the turnaround was insane for Caulfield once uh, St. Louis came in. So, yeah, like you said, it's going to be pretty exciting to see what he does next year, that full season with him. Um, yeah, I just don't – I don't expect them to be in the bottom anymore. I mean, obviously, they have the first overall pick. They did have a lot of injury issues this year. They didn't have Carey Price for literally almost the entire season, which not even sure if he's going to be coming back. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Mrazic came into Montreal. <laughs> Razik has now been like associated with every possible team, I think, on the show. <laughs> yeah, you know, they got to move him. So we'll see. Colorado just makes Edmonton look silly. Yeah. Um, another quick thing here too, uh, with Carolina's like, you know, end of season media, uh, Seth Jarvis kind of talking about Truba said the only thing he remembers from game seven was when he was hit by Jake Truba or an early power play, watching a bit in the third and going, um, going in the back and then Kaka Miami driving him home. Oh, that's wow. all he, yeah. That's all he remembers. I mean, that was a scary hit for him. Um, Yeah, um, that's really all I got. I mean, you got anything else? No, no, no. <laughs> so yeah, this is a nice little quick episode here after fucking technical issues, technical difficulties here. Um, yeah, we have, let's see, next time we record, depending on when we decide to do it, could we have a final team yet? Uh, I mean, if there was a sweep, possibly. Yeah, probably not. But not likely. Not, not likely. Um. All right. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing too. Real quick. Did you watch Shorzy yet? Oh, I saw the first episode. What do you think? I like it. I yeah, I just haven't. I just haven't had the chance to like actually watch. Um. Watch more, but yeah, it's good. It's really cool seeing. Uh. 
Jared Kiso as uh, as Shorzy, so, not Wayne. Shorzy. Yeah, yeah, like oh my god. Oh, so the first episode. So you haven't had like uh, Terry Ryan or any of the like the other guys coming in yet. Oh my god, the guys that he brings in, they call them the sluts. The, the sluts they bring in is fucking unreal. So goddamn funny. My 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 only complaint about this show is the same thing you complain with Letter Kenny, is that they they hook you. It's really good. And then they mm-hmm. stop you at six episodes. Uh, okay. So, but it's it's really good. So if you haven't checked that out, definitely check it out. Check out Shorzy. Um, it's on Hulu. And if you're listening to Canada, it's on Crave TV. Um, yeah. Crave. Other than that. What you crave? What's crave? Um, I got I got nothing. So I think we'll just wrap this up. Episode 179. What do you want to call it, Tanner? Oh my god. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> These 8K cameras are crazy. <laughs> uh, what, what would it be? Like, it's hard when there's no Hawks news to actually come up with a name for an episode. Um, Stamkos is still good. <laughs> yeah, so they miss a Let's high go, stick from dry side. Like, we want Colorado versus Tampa. Feed us Tampa, Colorado. How about that? Yeah, that one. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. yeah. All right, so make sure to follow us. Yeah, the Rangers, the Rangers need that heartbreak like the Hawks had in two thousand nine. They need this is where they need to get, and then they get shut down in it's like game seven stronger. OT or something. It's only gonna make them stronger. That's all. Exactly, all and, and that's all. You know, it's a it's a growing moment for them. Also, Philip Heedle, it, it he's just decided that he's gonna be absolutely amazing in the last like few games. He just scored like shit ton of goals. Sorry, I just had to throw that out there. I forgot about that. Okay. Make sure. All right. So make sure to follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts. Five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, social media at WCB Podcast. Follow the big guys at Hockey Pod or the Hockey Pod Network at Hockey Pod Net. Uh, DraftKings promo code THPN. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you on the next one. Fuck yeah. All right. Love boys. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.